Welcome to The Brand Collective, a podcast about our favorite brands, featuring stories from the marketers and creatives behind them. I'm your host, Nick Ross. With me, your co-host, Mackenzie Koss. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Brand Collective podcast. Today, we have Jeff Graham, president and CMO at Cactus. Thanks for being on, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So you have been a part of the agency world for something like 30 years. Long damn time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you mind starting off by talking about some of the most significant changes you've witnessed? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 30 years, I'm obviously dating myself, started my journey in advertising uh, pre-internet in the early 1990s, you know, definitely a lot of print, a lot of craft, was that the uh, everyone was drinking martinis in the office area? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not you know, not quite that, but you know, probably the the waning days of of <laughs> that, that that era, and hardly anything was measured. Certainly weren't driving you to to websites. You know, you'd be lucky if there was a an eight hundred number or a like coupon that you cut out and like stick in an envelope and mail in for more information. So that's the era that that I started my my journey and I feel I, I feel really fortunate that I got to I got to see that. You know, I got to I got to see the the end of, you know, that era where there was just this uh incredible trust and partnership between clients and agencies uh about the the possibilities of creativity, the sort of magic multiplier that we all know to this day, great creativity can deliver for brands. You know, back then it was definitely much more of a trust fall than, uh, you know, it is for clients today with all the the tools we have to kind of interrogate success metrics and KPIs and, you know, how are we doing in the midpoint of the funnel and the lower point of the funnel and attribution models and all that, all that good stuff that uh, we're spoiled to, to have that today. So, um, I, I would say that's just sort of like a big, dumb, easy example about the most radical revolutionary change in, you know, in, in my journey is certainly that shift from the waning days of the craft era of advertising into the sort of, uh, digital and data driven, uh, business that that we work in today um it it, you know and it it couldn't be a more different business in many ways but you know it's also it's also the same in uh in many ways as well yeah yeah um do you mind sharing a little bit of your journey and uh how you ended up at cactus today sure um i've i've had a weirdly linear uh, journey in in the uh, in the advertising business. I'm a uh, uh, just a probably a kid who grew up watching way too much television and memorizing jingles and you know spokes characters and marched into my high school guidance counselor. Uh, I think my junior year in high school to to make a plan to work in advertising agencies and figuring out that I'd probably be best suited to be like an account person in advertising agencies. So I did that way back in the stone ages in the eighties. And I started my uh, career journey 
in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I'm from. I'm a proud, proud Midwesterner. And there was, believe it or not, a St. Louis office of TBWA Shiat Day. Yeah. Uh, in in that, in that town until 1997, it was the TBWA St. Louis office for a number of years, and then I, I was there in 1995 when the two agencies came together and became TBWA Shiat Day. So. Uh, I, that was my first job and I worked there as a kind of junior account yuts for several years. And then a few friends of mine struck out on their own and they started a creative boutique called core, um, that kind of had, uh, a moment in that sort of pre digital high craft, uh, era, you know, as a, as a creative boutique, um, I think was, uh, uh, a, a very, a very important small creative agency for that moment in time. And considering where we were, which was just this sort of weird place that you wouldn't think of brands going to, to, to get their advertising. So, uh, I, I worked at that agency for 10 years. Um, and that was, I think a really formative stop on, on my career journey. Um, I have the agency, tattooed on my right shoulder as do <laughs> a lot of, a lot of other, a lot of other folks that worked at that agency at the time. And that just, you know, I think is illustrative of the passion that we all had for that place and what we were doing, uh, at, at that, at that moment and at that moment in time. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have the logo of a defunct creative boutique on my, uh, on my right shoulder for, for all of time, uh, <laughs> after core, after core, I went to, uh, Arnold worldwide again, surprisingly had an office in St. Louis, Missouri. They had acquired an agency there called Simmons Durham. And that agency, they, basically what they did was they bought a client relationship, which was, um, a whole bunch of Brown form and spirits brands. Most importantly, Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey. So I worked on, uh, that brand, uh, for a little bit. And then, uh, some, some friends at, uh, Crispin Porter Bogusky made me aware that that agency was coming to Colorado and asked if I would like to be a part of that. So that sounded like a pretty good idea. And that's what brought me to Colorado. Um, I came here in the mid two thousands to, uh, open up that office. There were about 40 of us that started that, that office, which was the new headquarters of the agency in 2006. I was there for about seven years. Um, great. Again, I would just say as, as impactful, formative, just imprinted on, uh, you know, my brain, uh, as, as any career experience could be, it was, uh, just lightning in a bottle, something that, you know, w will never happen again. And, you know, just those people in that building at that time on those clients, uh, it was just, it was really remarkable. Um, after that, um, some friends and I started a small creative boutique in Boulder called Grenadier. And we did that in partnership with uh, uh, 
an agency called Barkley that I'm sure you guys are familiar with in, in, in Kansas city. Um, and we, uh, we did that together with Barkley for six years, uh, until, uh, Barkley just sort of made Grenadier kind of the Colorado outpost of, of Barkley, which is what it is today. And, and that's what brought me to, to Cactus. I started at Cactus on, uh, I think, uh, March 23rd of 2020, because what better month and year to start a new, <laughs> uh, a new, a new gig than, you know, when the world's shut down with a, with a global pandemic, that seemed like a great idea. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I stepped into the president's role in, in March of 2020. And so here we are three years, three years later. And, uh, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, we've grown and changed as, as an agency. And, um, you know, I think we've been very, very fortunate to be able to, to add people, to add business and, and do some, some really, really great work that, uh, that we're proud of. And most importantly, purposeful work for clients that make the world a better place. And that's really what Cactus is all about. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that. It feels like your uh, career trajectory is just so full of these sort of rich, passion-filled moments in life. Like, and each one kind of builds on one another. I want to go all the way back to um, you saying account person. Uh, and I want, I want to maybe hear your perspective on what value that brings, uh, having someone with experience and with drive and with passion for being an account person, which I think is sort of maybe different than a lot of people's perspective on, on being sort of a, a big agency creative or a big agency, uh, advertising person. Yeah. Um, I've just, again, I've been very fortunate where I worked is how I glean the, the uh, the, the beginnings of the philosophy that I have about account leadership, you know, uh, you know, account work, um, you know, starting in a place like TBWA Shia Day with, you know, people that were all about the work um, is is really important. You're going to have a very different journey uh, working with people like that all day, every day. Uh, as opposed to working at a different agency, maybe where creative isn't, isn't as important. And, you know, back then uh, in the early nineties, there were a lot of like large, what we would think of as like holding company agencies um, that, that weren't very good, you know, that would, you know, put out mediocre creative work at scale. And they had no problem with that. Um, and it was really all about revenue. It was all about, you know, the client relationship, you know, kind of, uh, you know, reacting to, uh, to clients and giving them what they wanted, um, as opposed to having a sharp creative and strategic point of view about, uh, what that client really needs. Um, and I know you asked for this, but we actually think the answer is this and it's a very different thing and to have that kind of uh you know rich partnership uh with 
intellectual thought partnership with clients that I think we would point to the best agencies today. Um, they have that, you know, uh, there's um, those, those agency partners have permission to make those, in some cases, giant clients really uncomfortable with, uh, you know, creative ideas, with their creativity and innovation. Um, and, and that wasn't uh, super prevalent um, in, in the time that, that I started. Um, and so I, I think that's where uh, a lot of creative boutiques, you know, that's, you know, probably it's not a term I think that's, that's used very often when you think of agencies like mischief or something today that, you know, there are a hundred people and they're like a list agency of the year. But back then they would have been referred to as like, Oh, that's a creative boutique, you know? So it was this kind of uh, confederacy of small agencies that, you know, really the axis that they all turned on is creativity. And whether you're an account person, a traffic person, a strategy person, it doesn't matter. Um, that's, that's why we're all, that's why we're all here. We're all here in, in service of being a part of making some of the best creative work in, in our careers. You know, the work is all that matters. And so that really informed my, my, my view of account service and, uh, you know, the, the creative quality and output of the agency and what I'm doing to move it forward and make it better, that being the organizing principle of my day as an account person, which I think is a very different way of, of going about the job than if you were at some like ginormicom holding company agency that's just all about the revenue and organic growth and are we going to make our numbers this this quarter and who cares if it's a if we let a crummy ad slip through the door every now and again so it's really about how finding finding uh for me it was like finding that role that uh account leaders can can play in the process of creative. I mean, we don't write the ads, we don't art direct the aren't, you know, we don't art direct the ads. Um, but what we do, I think that's very important is we create conditions. We create conditions on every account, every account, every client organization, uh, and within the agency um, for those sort of big bold ideas that maybe are going to make clients a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe they scare us a little bit too, uh, for those to see the light of day and actually get approved, get made, get put out into the world, uh, to see what they can do for brands, you know, art directors and writers, creatives very much need account partners that are just standing shoulder to shoulder to them uh to make those bold ideas happen so yeah, i just almost. i just always believed that we're that we as account people uh need to be full partners in this process you know as as opposed to like bag bagmen you know 
you know, paper, paper pushers that are scheduling meetings and, you know, build building decks. No, 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 no. That's, you know, that's the process of getting there, you know, but what should uh, drive us to get, you know, you know, is the organizing principle of our day is the product, the product, the product of creativity and innovation. That's why I work in this business. That's why writers work in this business. That's why art directors work in this business. You know, it's, we want to be around that. So even if I'm adjacent to that, um, I, I can play a role in, in helping that work to, to get made, whether it's with earning client trust or, crafting a, a smart strategy that's really based on solving a business problem that you would only know if you knew the client's business really, really intimately in a way that cre- your creative partners maybe don't. Um, and standing there shoulder to shoulder with them to, you know, forcefully advocate for those ideas and, you know, maybe give those clients a, a shot of courage that they didn't have when they walked into that room to hear that presentation that no we're we're gonna do this you know that's it that you know we've got to do let's go let's go let's go make this um and uh and put something awesome out out into the world so that's just kind of how i've always thought of account service which may be weird and different but i think it's very much a function of those early jobs i had at places like tbwa shyatt day and and certainly at core um, that's just, that's just working in a small creatively driven agency as an account person, you just have to roll in, I think in a materially different way than you might in some giant holding company agency where, um, you know, create the, the sun doesn't rise and set necessarily on, on creative work. Yeah. I think I love it takes that. a really special person to be in that role. And kind of bring it yeah, all together. Definitely. I think, you know, one, one way I like to think about it, you know, it's just to use like a football analogy. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, people buy tickets to see, you know, the quarterback, you know, or, uh, you know, the, the wide receiver makes some, you know, acrobatic catch and, and score a touchdown and nobody's buying tickets to see the 300 pound, you know, left guard. <laughs> at, you know, um, True. That, they make a lot of money. Yeah, that buys Patrick Mahomes, say, yeah. you know, 10 more seconds, you yeah. know, of time. Um, but, you know, that guy wouldn't be MVP or, you know, winning the Super Bowl, you know, without those big lumbering, you know, uh, offensive linemen that, you yeah. know, so to me, that's like, it's probably a goofy analogy, but it's, that's, that's creating conditions. That's creating conditions where Patrick Mahomes can be a rock star and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. do yeah. what he does. And I feel like in a lot of ways, account, creative account people, creative account leaders need to understand, like, you know, we, we aren't the quarterback. We aren't uh, the, the wide receiver, you know, stretched out to make the, you know, the skill um, guys, the flashy guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. Right. You know, Spotlight. People, people aren't, people aren't buying tickets to see us, mm-hmm. you know, the show is, and should be, um, 
our creative counterparts who make magic on command all day, every day. And I'm in awe of what they do. And I'm honored uh, just, just to be play a part in helping them uh, do that on, on a daily basis. So I, I think getting your head around, like this, this job isn't about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've learned that just about life itself. Like your life isn't about you. What a wonderful um, realization. I feel like yeah, that's sweet stuff right there. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that, that mindset is something I, um, lucked into very early on in my career because I had some creative mentors who uh, you guys see, I have this like bookcase of old, every one show annual ever made dating back to 1977. And I think you would expect creative people to have a collection like that, but maybe not account people. So Mm -hmm. that's just a little show and tell of, you know, uh, that's the reverence I have for the, the creative product. And and always have. And I was just lucky enough to have some mentors early on who shoved a stack of those hardbound books in my chest and said, I want you to go back to your office and put some sticky notes on stuff you like and stuff you don't like. And then come see me on Friday and we'll sit and talk about that stuff. And, but make sure you know why, you know, and that was that was really good training, you know, to sit with somebody that was like a skilled veteran creative director and actually talk about advertising um, and and to have a have a point of view and to be able to defend it, you know, really helped me find my voice uh, as 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 an account person, um, just an advertising person. Yeah, I love these are massive yeah. themes, selflessness and mentorship and growth. Yeah. Uh, I love this. Um, shifting a little bit to Cactus specifically, can you talk about um, coming into an agency that had been around for a number of years as a leader and and how uh, even in the midst of this kind of extraordinary global phenomenon that's happening, how you've uh, grown into that role or, or, or assumed com- command of the ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because this this agency has uh, has been around. It's in its thirty third year, um, and I I think uh, you know a lot of it is you know do, doing your, your homework and sort of boning up on the the origin stories of, of of Cactus and you know why it was founded, the founding mission, and uh, the values of the place, and how that's carried through the decades to who we are today. Those, those things that are just, you know, immutable, uh, about this place that will never change and really are, uh, the, the, the reasons that so many people have come through the doors of cactus and it might be for a year, it might be for five years. Some people have worked here for 26 years, you know, um, you know, there it's, it's a, it's a very special place. So I think, uh, taking the time to, to really understand that before opening my mouth <laughs> and, and talking about here's what I, I want to do um, was, was really important. Cause I think when you do that, that work and that listening 
to other people who've worked here for a long, long time, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 26 years, you don't hear about stories like that in, in this business anymore. So when you take all that in, the place starts changing you just by listening. Whereas if I would have just, you know, come in guns blazing. <laughs> this know, is okay, how everybody. I do it. Yeah. I've worked uh, in the big agency. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that, you know, that, that would have been, uh, that, that would have been terrible. That would, that would have gone over like, like a case of Ebola. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm really grateful that, you know, I had the time and space to do that. And in some ways that sort of slowdown, that, you know, crazy pause of those initial months of the pandemic, uh, gave, gave me that, that space to, to do that. So, um, you know, on the one hand, I, I know I was very clear on my remit and why the agency was looking for a president and that the the remit was about uh, growth and progress and uh, trying to improve uh, the shop in every corner of the agency and specifically to bring some outside uh, perspective um, from my varied background. Maybe some people might, you know, maybe it's a checkered past, but my <laughs> my varied my varied background in agencies came came in handy uh, in the role. So I, you know, on the one hand, uh, I, I knew that I was being brought in for uh, a certain amount of change and growth informed by my experience and journey in this business. Uh, but I think equally important was, you know, take, taking the time, uh, you know, to, to really understand what makes this, this place tick. Um, and it is such a, a special mission driven values driven uh, agency culture. And so in a lot of ways that, you know, my job there was to not screw that up, you know, uh, and how do we scale that? How do we scale that, uh, the magic of the, of the cactus culture, um, for more employees? Cause we've, we've grown our team as we've grown the business. We've doubled in size as an agency in the last three years, um, and we've grown the team uh, by about 50%. So a lot of folks that are new coming in, um, but they have to go through that same process that I did and really sort of stop and pause and uh, understand and reflect on what makes Cactus such a special place to hang your hat uh, in, in, the, in the agency world. Yeah. And you, you've mentioned a couple of times that they do mission driven or purposeful work. Uh, where did that begin? Is that sort of the founding principle of the agency or is, is that sort of the, the push yeah. that the agency has had? Um, so Joe Conrad is our founder and CEO. He started the agency in June of 1990 and, uh, he'd only been, you know, working for, a few years in the business. So, um, you know, started the agency at the ripe old age of 26. Like I, 
I didn't know my, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground in the <laughs> agency world when I was 26. And this guy had the vision and the audacity and, you know, to, to team up with some partners and start an agency. And, uh, it was, it was born out of his previous work journey, which, uh, you know, was doing communications work, certainly believing, uh, in the power of great communications to solve any problem. Um, so he loved the work. He just didn't love who he was doing it for. Uh, his employer had a lot of work in the sort of oil and natural gas that exploration industry, which is if you live here in Colorado in the mountain West, it's a thing out here. It's a, it's a big, it's a big thing. So, um, and having to make those, you know, companies that do that kind of stuff seem like good doobies, like, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, sort of good, good corporate citizens, um, you know, can make you feel gross, uh, at, at the, at the end of each day. Um, and I think he was just sick and tired of, of feeling like that and decided I want to start a place of my own with like-minded people, uh, where we never have to feel that way again. And we get to make the best work of our careers, but we're going to do it for nonprofits, causes, governmental agencies, private foundations, and brands that somehow, some way make the world a better place and help human beings thrive lives. And if they don't do that, we're not going to work with them. So that uh, simple filter, which again, today in the age of, you know, purpose driven marketing and advertising, you know, that's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem very remarkable today, but in 1990 coming out of the sort of go, go, uh, (laughs) you know, kind of conspicuous, the conspicuous capitalism. Make someone spit out their martini. What? Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that probably, that probably seemed like a really insane plan for an advertising agency at, at that time. Um, and I'm just so glad that, uh, you know, Joe had that vision, um, you know, so, so, so far ahead of so many others, uh, in, in our business, it's just been that kind of lighthouse, uh, guiding principle of the entire agency, you know, the kind of people we hire, um, and, you know, uh, also the clients that we partner with, um, you know, if they don't, if they don't check that box, um, we're just, we're just not going to do it. So it, uh, it, uh, it's 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 a very it's a very helpful tool for us in in running the business every day. That's awesome. Continuing off of you know what Cactus stands for, I wanted to dive into one of your guys's most well known campaigns, and that's Man Therapy. Mm-hmm. Can you share us share with us kind of a bit more about that work and insights that made this campaign successful and what it is? Yeah. Uh, so, so man therapy is a 10 year old initiative that was born out of a brief we got from the state of Colorado, Colorado Department of Health, Public Health and the Environment. Every state has those sorts of briefs that agencies get 
you know, might be about we've got too many kids smoking in our state or vaping or we've got a opioid crisis in the rural part of our state. Um, you know, we've got to have a public awareness campaign to get people to get their COVID vaccination on and on. Uh, agencies get those kinds of briefs every day. And I would say uh, saying yes to that that kind of work uh, has been really formative in in who we are today because it it's what helped us become, I think, very adept at at work where the the end goal is behavior change, you know. Uh, the state of Colorado wants people to stop doing X and start doing Y. Uh, this agency became very, very good at that kind of work over decades and decades. And man therapy is a great example of that. Um, the, the problem was uh, suicide rates among working age men were at all time highs. And uh, we did research uh, to, to, dig more into the problem. And what we found was that men thought, uh, and again, this is 10 years ago today, everyone's talking about their mental health, mental health's in crisis. There's all these tools, um, to, uh, to take care of your mental health. So 10 years ago, we're talking about, uh, working age guys, you know, manly men who drive pickup trucks and, you know, maybe work with their hands and, the idea about talking about your feelings or your problems openly, you know, uh, you know, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't done. Um, and so there really weren't resources. Guys thought talking about their feelings was weak and unmanly. Um, so what they did tell us was if you give me the tools I'll fix it myself, which isn't that, isn't that just like a quintessential, like male response <laughs> yeah. to anything? Like if, you know, if you jerks would just give me the tools, I'll go off and I'll fix it myself. So, so we leaned into that rather than like telling guys that they're wrong. Um, it's like, okay, that's, that's how our target here thinks. So we need to create more than just an ad campaign. Uh, we we need to create a first of its kind digital well-being platform for working age men to check in on themselves, uh, do regular assessments, and 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 see how they're doing, in, including if they're in crisis, you know, and give them access to immediate help um, if if they're in crisis. So. Uh, we, we created that tool 10 years ago. Uh, mantherapy.org is where you can find it. Um, and it's still, it's still chugging along to, to this day. We've helped over a million men uh, with, with that site, including uh, nearly 40,000 men that have clicked on uh, a red phone. You'll see on that site to access immediate crisis services, 988. Um, in, uh, in, in today's nomenclature. Um, so, uh, an, an incredibly, uh, successful, uh, initiative that was just validated by the CDC 
in a $1.5 million uh, study uh, proving the efficacy of man therapy in reducing suicide rates. Um, and as it, as it relates to the agency, you know, it's not only the piece of work and campaign and, and digital initiative that we're most proud of, it ended up birthing uh, a sister company of the agency, which is called Grit Digital Health. Um, so the agency really went deep uh, in the work on man therapy in, in mental health. And in particular, the importance of connecting with vertical priority populations uh, on their terms to, to connect. Um, with man therapy, we created a fictitious therapist. His name's Dr. Rich Mahogany, kind of like a mashup of Ron Burgundy and uh, Ron Swanson, you know, sort of a drinking buddy that you can actually talk, talk to about your problems and, and your feelings, but he's going to tell it to you straight. You know, he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's not going to give you a bunch of like egghead, uh, you know, intellectualizing. He's, he's going to tell you how to solve the problem. So um, the combination of having a robust evidence-based digital platform resources and tools combined with a communications approach that's specifically dialed in for that vertical population that we're trying to connect with as as opposed to a one-size-fits-all general market approach Mm -hmm. Uh, that that sort of one-two punch was really what we found to be the the magic of man therapy and uh inspired the creation of grit digital health which creates digital and mobile utilities for a whole range of priority populations to take better care of their mental health it started with man therapy the next product after that was you at college, uh, which is on 200 campuses nationwide and helps university students take care of their mental health. There's operations veterans, operation veterans strong for veterans, responders strong for first responders, firefighters, law enforcement, frontline healthcare workers, um, and an app called nod for, uh, youth, um, to combat, depression, loneliness, and isolation. So uh, the journey that started with man therapy has really turned into an organizational core commitment to the cause of of mental health and and well-being and and the creation of this company that has created these digital platforms and tools that have just, you know, helped millions of people. Um, And it's just... uh, so inspiring to not only get to come to work every day and work in advertising, that's fun enough. I don't even think that's a real job. Some days I can't believe we get paid uh, to, <laughs> to do what we do just working in advertising. Um, but to get to do that for uh, such a, such a purpose driven organization that's, that's doing work. That's just so, so plainly making the world a better place every single day. It's been a one of one experience in, in my career for sure. That's amazing. I have three brothers and I think that's something that just wasn't 
before I'm thinking of like my parents' generation, everything, it wasn't talked about. Um, I can't imagine what it was like not being able to have those conversations. And they kind of started that with, you know, their own mental health and stuff. And then, you know, they've each become dads and everything. And it's just been so important for their career, personal life, all of that. And it almost sounds like a awesome domino effect in the best way of man therapy and then all these other resources that have unfolded for it seems like everyone else that is you know maybe going through something it might be similar but like you said it's not a cookie cutter approach it's very individualized which I think is so huge because you know companies can easily just do a one size fits all and you don't feel that support and you just sharing all this, it just feels like such an amazing, like you said, you get, you wake up every day and you're so excited to go to work and you have companies who are actually making changes and showing up for people. And I'm curious, how do you guys implement mental health and resources at Cactus? Do you use man therapy and, you know, other resources for everyone? What does that look like? No, it's a, it's a great, it's a great question. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the one of the benefits of having a sister company that uh, with a tech team of 20 people and mm-hmm. a licensed clinician, a doctor of psychology on the payroll. Um, you know, we, we built the tool for ourselves. So, yeah, uh, we actually took the underpinnings of the Hewitt College platform that I mentioned previously um, and reswizzled that for agency life. And so we've created a tool that's called you at cactus and employees log in just using their, their cactus email address. Um, but just like man therapy, just like you at college, uh, you know, it, it involves going in and doing self-assessments, setting goals. He's, uh, um, on these three dimensions of, you know, not just, not just mental well-being, but, you know, really sort of taking care of yourself, uh, as a whole person. Um, but with a lot of content that's been brought into the platform, that's, uh, very specific to burnout and stress and mental health, uh, challenges in agency life of which there's been obviously, a uh, you know, a ton of content and resources produced since the pandemic uh, that that are very specific to agencies that that we can load into the platform. So that tool is the agency intranet. So you fire up your computer, you turn on your browser, there it is. There's there's you at Cactus. And so it's there for everyone who who works at, at the agency to to use and and to go back to on a daily basis. And and what's cool about it is uh, just like you and just like man therapy, uh, it's a personalized well-being platform. So you're going to take that assessment and I'm going to take those assessments and you're going to go back, say maybe two days this week, I'm going to check in maybe three days this week. And the more I use it and the more you use it, the more personalized the experience becomes. So it is, again, to your point about cookie cutter solutions, you know, what our team at Grit knows, born of the experience of man therapy in you at colleges, that doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. 
those those are not efficacious tools uh, to help people um, with their mental health. So, you uh, a cactus is is a very personalized tool that that we've built for for all of our employees, and uh, soon uh, we're going to be releasing. Uh, a more general version of that for our industry that's called you at agency. Um, and that's, that'll be just sort of a free uh, resource that cactus and grit just offers up to uh, the industry we love. That's, you know, given so much to us. Um, it's uh, it's kind of our, our gift back to the industry is, is, is this tool that we hope, a lot of people and a lot of agencies can uh, can access and, and you know just start taking care of themselves. You know, take taking that taking that time um, to to check in and and do the self care that we know is you know is really necessary to get upstream and keep you know keep people as far away from as possible from that that moment of crisis that could could result in something really tragic. That's amazing. It's so exciting that you guys are putting in even more effort to help others outside of your own agency. You have, you know, lived and breathed and been in this world for so many years and know that this is something that is needed out there versus, you know, getting to that point and the burnout that can happen and all these other kind of, you know, trickle effects and very, very excited to see that happen. Um, Kind of shifting gears a little bit, what advice would you have for marketers who are looking to implement mission-driven marketing into their brands and where they're working? What's a good place to start? I, I think you really just have to go back to core mission, vision, values work that any company or brand or organization worth their salt, you know, they, that they've done that. Um and uh, the biggest thing is that it's just it's got to be authentic and genuinely connected to to who you are and and why you exist in in the first place. Um, you know, uh, I, I think there are so many, and we see them every day. Obviously, kind of dis, disingenuous, sort of failed attempts. You know, well intentioned. Uh, whether it's, you know, celebrating diversity or showing themselves to be more environmentally conscious or purpose driven, um, you know, I think people have a pretty amazing bullshit detector uh, these days. <laughs> um, if it if it's not if it's not true, if it doesn't connect genuinely with who you are as a brand and an organization, mm -hmm. um people are going to see right through it, starting with your own employees, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to smell it out. Um, so I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, take, taking the time and doing the work to I, identify uh, an organizational purpose that, that makes sense so that when you communicate that to the world, uh, you know, the response should be, well, of course, those guys are, are doing that. Every brand shouldn't feel compelled to sort of wade in to every social issue that 
that we're confronting today. So I'm, I'm just a big fan of kind of less is more, mm-hmm. um, you know, pick, pick one thing that's really meaningful to you. You know, uh, Dave Thomas, I mean, Wendy's great example for decades and decades, he was adopted. So that's been like a, a core cause of, of Wendy's as long as I can remember, you know, uh, yeah. the, uh, adopt, adopting children. So, um, you know, find, find something like that. That's got staying power, uh, over decades and decades that you can sort of build off of and, and, and you'll probably be in a good place. But I think sort of, you know, aimlessly lurching towards <laughs> the, the, the social issue or, or problem of, of the day. Um, it's a way to get into uh, hot water real, real fast. Yeah. It's, it can feel performative. It's like the Pepsi commercial or, yeah. you know, like, great, great example. Can you talk about anything that Cactus is working on right now that, that we should keep an eye out for or that uh, you're particularly excited about? Um, let's see, I'm trying to think about what I can, uh, what I can, <laughs> what, what I can, uh, what I can talk about. Get through the veil um, of secrecy. Yeah, we've always got tons of fun stuff that we're excited to work on at, at Cactus. We have two lotteries, which, you know, that's just in, an inherently fun category to work in. You know, it's games, it's escape, you know, maybe maybe winning a few bucks. And we always get to make, you know, uh, you know, fun, funny uh, television for, for those clients. So that there's kind of a conveyor belt of stuff I'm excited about, uh, on, on those clients. Um, but we've got some, you know, smaller clients that people might not know about that. Uh, I'm, I'm also, uh, really excited about we're working with uh Westerra credit union, uh, here in, in Colorado, that's really trying to, uh, reimagine, uh, the, the, the banking, uh, experience, you that's, know, that's my bank. Continue. I'm a Westerra guy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, just, um, so leaning into that, you know, that, that personal connection, the humanity of credit unions, but, you know, just with a thoroughly modern kind of, you know, fintech approach, you know, that definitely, you know, I was going to feel like, you know, this isn't, this isn't my dad's credit union being a part of, I think, an organization that's going through that sort of change and transformation, digital transformation is always really exciting. Uh, we're partnered with Kevin Hart's team in Los Angeles. He's starting a, a vegan QSR chain called, uh, Heart House. And that's just been really fun, uh, to, to work with those guys to, to make plant-based eating, uh, you know, sexy and, and, and desirable. Um, cause the food is just like unbelievable, like jaw-droppingly good and, just as, you know, tasty as the sort of bad for you meat-based counterparts. So excited to like open people's eyes to plant-based eating that's affordable, that's convenient and easy, but still like, you know, oh my God, gotta have it delicious. And then we work with Arapaho Basin, which is a ski resort here in uh, Colorado that has just taken a very different path from the rest of that industry. That's very much about selling, you know, sort of overselling the plane 
on a daily basis, like as many tickets as they can. It doesn't matter if the parking lot's crowded or the lines are long or um, they, you know, they got your money. And a basin is really just kind of the opposite of that. I, I think of them as like the rebel Alliance in the ski industry, fighting the deaths yeah. on, a, on a, on a, on a basis. So they're like the anti-resort of, resort. There's no hotels or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we get to do, we get to do a lot of fun work with those guys and, and just did an activation where we uh, kind of hijacked people from the, the dino lots there at uh, red rocks and got a, a whole load of people to uh, change their plans for the day and join us at the basin. And so really excited about uh, putting, putting that stuff together and, and showing the world what a great place to ski a basin is. So there's all, there's always tons of stuff to be excited about a cactus. That's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, there's one last segment. Uh, this has just been yeah. a really awesome conversation. Uh, yeah. We ask these three questions to everyone who's been on the podcast. Uh, and the first one is, what have you done recently for the very first time? I would say probably the same new thing that a lot of other people have, which is like screwing around with chat GPT and, you know, <laughs> uh, nice. and, you know uh, just goofing around with that to see uh, what it's what it's capable of and, uh, you know, getting excited about you know, how it's going to help us, uh, as, as agencies, as opposed to being like terrified of it, um, you know, getting in there and like goofing around with it to, to think about how it can help us, um, you know, be a better agency and work more efficiently for, uh, for, for clients. That's been pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a novel approach. I feel like terror and fear has been the, uh, preeminent, takeaway yeah. from chat gpt <laughs> it's pretty funny it uh has written some really interesting emails i've messed around with it a little bit or even putting in certain subjects and it's just it's awesome i think mm -hmm. it's good to lean in and embrace a little bit and see how you can utilize it versus you know kind of stray away it's it's too new it's too this yeah uh, our next question, if you were to be invited to a show and tell right now, is there a particular item that you would want to bring? I have a fondness for old cars. Uh, and I own uh, a 1968 Ford Mustang fastback that's uh, made to look like the car that Steve McQueen drove in Bullet, uh, which is a 1968 movie. Again, I'm dating myself. Um but that's kind of my baby. That's kind of my, my, my pride, my pride and joy. So if I showed up at a, at a show and tell, I'd probably roll up in, in that and you'd hear me or, or the show and tell even started. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, and our final question, uh, if you were to meet yourself, uh, at a younger age, is there any piece of advice that you'd give? It's a, it's a great question. I, I, I would say, you know, cause I, I have, I have a kid who's working in this industry now. My daughter's a copywriter at mother in Los Angeles. And so I, I talk to her a lot about, you know, uh, avoiding some of my mistakes and, you know, one, one is work hard, not stupid. Um, you know, definitely I think having a, 
you know, great work ethic, you know, uh, working hard, putting in the time, um, is, is important, but, uh, not to the point of just stupidity, which is, I think how I spent a lot of my career was working hard and, and working stupid, just stupid hours and not having my priorities straight, you know, not prioritizing, uh, the people in my life that, that I love and, and putting work, uh, in, in front of that and missing a lot, uh, missing a lot of like milestones and, and moments that are gone forever and I'll never get those back. So I think, um, just, you know, putting the right proportion on what we're doing here, we're not curing cancer, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going to Mars. We're, we're making ads for lottery tickets and ski resorts and vegan fast food joints. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm lucky to do that and it's important work. Um, and of course we get to do a lot of purposeful, meaningful work at Cactus, but, you know, having, having a life and, you know, really prioritizing that and, and the people you love, um, and balancing that with, with work is, is what I would tell myself, um, you know, to try to try to get through that through my young thick skull back, back then. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I don't know if it would work. I don't know if it would work, but that's, that's what I tell myself. That's amazing. That's solid advice for anybody, especially today to take in. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really been a remarkable conversation, your values and your experience and, and just this wonderful, uh, perspective on life and work have, have really shown through. It's been really lovely. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks guys. I really appreciate you asking me to, to do it. You're listening to a brand folder podcast where we like to say strong brands live here. Join us as we build the brand collective, a podcast for anyone curious about the people behind the brands that we all love. We're available on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Subscribe. And if you feel inspired, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Until next time, this has been the Brand Collective.